Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you and praise you. Father, I give you all the glory, praise, and honor. Father, we're talking about hope. Jesus, you are the hope of all the world. All the nations, you are our hope. All of our hope is found in you. So, Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you. I thank you for the people of Capital City Church, those listening online, those people who will watch on the rewatch. I'm especially compassionate for those who watch on the rewatch. I thank you, Father. You can speak to their hearts and give them your answers. In Jesus' name, help us, Holy Spirit, today. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, too, I, too, you know, I'm just thinking when Kathleen said, man, I needed that. Amen. How many people agreed with Kathleen? I needed that. Amen. That's why I went over to Andre, because I knew Andre needed that. I remember years ago, Andre, you remember years ago, you, you asked me, I think you asked me the question, well, how do I worship God? Well, here, how, how do I worship God on and, and these Sunday mornings? And I said to him, I said, watch me and do what I do. Remember that? Years ago. How many years? That must be nine, ten years Amen. And, and, and I, I, he said, well, how do I worship God? I said, watch me and do what I do until it becomes natural to you. And you did. But this morning I looked over and I saw you weren't. <laughs> so I just felt I got to help him. Andre and Natasha, they've been going through some challenging times. They've had to move out of their house. The storm, second storm got their house, destroyed their house a lot more. They've been going through a lot of challenging times. It's hard, isn't it? And I was praying for Andre this morning in the office. We were praying. But see, worship and praising God. See, you know, you think, oh, yeah, but I can't do that, Pastor, because you don't know what I'm going through. No, I don't. But someone's going through something worse than you. See, I found out no matter what I feel like, I'm going to praise him. I came, sat down. Pam says, how you doing, Pastor? I said, I don't know. This is one of those mornings, you know. I don't know. But our trust is in him. And you know what I did? I praised myself out of it. I praised myself out of it. Can you, have you learned how to praise yourself out of the situation you're in? Have you learned how to shout and scream and praise God and sing until that thing lifts? That's what faith is for. Faith doesn't sit down, hallelujah, sit down. Oh, I just can't do it today. Oh, I know I should, but I can't. Oh, everyone understands. They know what I'm going through. No, they don't. No, they don't. They just think you're a lump on the wall. That's what my father used to call me. Don't be a lump on the wall. Amen? Don't just be a lump in worship. Praise the God who saved you. Praise the Jesus who died for you. Praise the Father who loves you and has a plan for you. My, fr my friends, if Jesus is going to be the hope, your hope, you got to tie in with Jesus like never before in 2023. Amen? And so I'm going to start out with this. What are your thoughts and plans for 2023? What has God said to you in 2023 for 2023? What have you prayed through for 2023? Amen? See, I like starting this in November. 
two months before 2023, I like asking the Lord, what do you got for me in 2023? Amen? See, I start praying because I know he's got something good. But if I don't know what good he's got planned for me, then how can I use my faith for anything? Well, I think it's same old, same old. I had a rough year in 2022. I guess it's going to be the same in 2023. I felt a little tired in 2022. I guess I'll get a little more tired in 2023. That's terrible. That's a terrible attitude. When you've got a God, you've got a Father who is all power, all authority, all hope, everything. He, he does, nothing is impossible for God. But we need to be making sure we're living by hope. Jesus is the hope of all the world. The world is not the earth. The world is all the people. Well, if Jesus is the hope for the unsaved, how much more must he be the hope for the saved? How much more must he be your hope? Well, I'm hoping for the best. That's terrible. Because you don't even know what the best is. Amen? God gave me this little example. He says there's two people. There's two people. And God says to one person, I want you to believe for a million-dollar home. And the other person, he says, I want you to believe for a million dollars cash. How many people would like God to tell you that? Has he not? So the person who God says believe for the million-dollar home says, you know, I want the cash. I'm going to believe for the cash. And the person who God says believe for the cash says, I want a million-dollar home. And so they say, I'm going to believe for that. And the Lord says, you can't use faith for that. What do you mean I can't use faith for that? God spoke to me this week. Here's what he spoke to me. He says, you know, Mike, faith doesn't work for everything. Write this down. You better get this. Faith doesn't work for everything. You making notes? Faith only works for what I told you to believe for. He spoke to me today, this week. You need to write this down. You need to get this. Because there's a lot of people walking away from faith saying, faith doesn't work. Faith doesn't work. I tried that faith stuff. I tried that tithing stuff. It didn't work for me. If faith's not working for you, you are doing something wrong. Because faith always works when faith is worked properly. Amen. Now, I'm trying to help you for 2023. I'm trying to help you for 2023 to walk in hope. Amen. Now, the Bible says, and this came out of last week's Hebrews chapter 1. Now, don't get quiet on me. I'm trying to help you. 
Hebrews 11, verse 1 to 3 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the things which are seen are not made of things which are visible. Now faith, say now faith. Now faith means the faith I use today. The faith I use for 2023 is the substance of things hoped for. See what I mean? You have to have hope. You can't use faith without hope. Faith won't work without hope. Come on now. You can't just say, well, I believe in God. What for? I believe in God. Well, what do you believe in God for? I just believe in God. That's not faith. Yeah. You got to pray, have faith. You have to have hope in Jesus, what Jesus has told you. Amen? Now, if Jesus, watch this now. Last week, Jesus is the hope of all the world. So who's your hope? Faith is a substance of things hoped for. So my faith has to be based on what Jesus' hope is. I can't have faith in what I hope for. See, if, I, if I'm saying, if God says, I want you to believe for a million-dollar home, but I want a million dollars cash, so although I've been instructed to believe for a million-dollar home, I'm believing, I start believing for the million dollars cash, God says, sorry, can't help you. Because I told you, he says, to hope for that million dollar home. Amen. Or what about the person who wants the million dollar home, but God says, believe for the million dollars cash. Well, I want a home. I'm going to believe for the home. Well, why don't you, why don't you trust God to believe? Maybe he's planning to get you the million dollars cash so you can buy the home. But your pathway is get the cash to buy the home. This person's pathway is to get the home that's worth a million dollars. Because your pathway and my pathway are totally different. You can't go by my pathway and I can't go by your pathway, but the Lord has a pathway for you. See, the key is, the key this morning, my friends, I want to talk to you about, you got to find your pathway. Amen? In God's presence is fullness of joy, and he will show you the pathways of life. Where is that found anyways? Psalm 1611. See, in his presence, you will find the pathway. And in the pathway, you will find the hope. And once you find the pathway and get the hope, you can use your faith to have the pathway come to pass that he has designed for you. Did you get that? Listen to the tape. It's so important we get this because there's a lot of people are putting their faith before the instruction. You can't put your faith before the instruction. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Amen? For by it, for what? By what? By faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. So what's that mean? So when they, when they did it God's way, 
they got the breakthrough and had the testimony. Verse 3, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. Well, that's important. Amen? Governments are not running these worlds. Can I even tell you the devil's not running the world? Because whenever it's time, I love the book of Revelations, right near the end of the book of Revelations, when it's time to deal with the devil, Jesus doesn't even deal with himself. Satan himself, he says, hey, angel, take that chain, wrap him up, throw him in the pit. When it's time, you see, the devil will be dealt with. Because Jesus is Lord. Say, Jesus is Lord. King of kings and Lord of lords. Psalm 2 says so clearly, it says, why do the kings of the nations, why do they come against Jesus' lordship? But then the Bible says God laughs at their attempts to depose King Jesus. Because he says, I've already put him in place and no one can take him out. Amen. I want you to see how important this is to get the order right before stepping out in faith. It's so important because if you're using faith as the first step, you've missed a couple of steps. Amen? The Bible tells us in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the, what? Kingdom of God and all his righteousness. Then all these things will be added unto you. See, it's so important we get the order right. It's not just about praying in tongues for three hours, although you should pray in tongues much. And it's not just about confessing everything you think you should confess. Because, my friends, it's important that you spend time in prayer with the Father, led by the Holy Spirit. Take your authority, prepare the atmosphere. Remember many years ago, it was kind of funny, my friend, our friends from New Brunswick were here at a service, and one of the, one of the key leaders in the city happened to be at our service. First and only time he spent a Sunday morning with us. And that Sunday morning, I was talking about the Holy Ghost. And I talked about the Holy Ghost, and then I said, that's when we came up and God gave us a revelation of the characteristics a Christian needs to operate to operate in the power of the Holy Ghost. Anyone know what they are? Love, unity. Amen? Love, unity, and spirit of generosity. Amen? And one accord. Love, unity, one accord, and spirit of generosity. And I taught that, and then all of a sudden, here's my friend is here, experiencing our church for the very first time. This Christian leader from the city is here, experiencing our church for the very first time. And the Holy Ghost, some of you might remember, exploded in this place. I don't know about you, but I remember jumping off chairs. I remember running all over this place. Power of God hit this place like I've never seen before and never seen since. Well, the next Monday morning, like, here's the point. Next Monday morning, I said to, to the Father, and I'm praying, I said, Father, I've been here for a lot of years. I've been believing for that for a lot of years. Watch this now. Here's my question. How come you came that way yesterday? How come your power came 
like that yesterday. And the Lord wasn't deep. He wasn't, he didn't hold back an answer. He says, you created the atmosphere. He says, you created the atmosphere so I could do what I wanted to do. He says, you taught on Holy Ghost. And you taught about love, unity, one accord, and a spirit of generosity. The characteristics of a Christian to live by. And when you taught that way, I could come in the power I've always wanted to come in. He taught me a lesson. It's my job to create the presence so he can do what he wants to do. Amen? You can't assume that God's going to just do whatever you want him to do because you need him to do it. The whole world needs him to do something. I've lived 66 years on this earth. I've never lived a day without a problem. Have you? I've never lived a day in this earth without a circumstance. Now, if I'm an average Joe or an average Mike, I'll bet you, you've never lived a day without a circumstance. Well, what's the difference between getting prayers answered and just going through your circumstances day after day? You got to create a place of hope. How do we do that, Pastor? Prayer. Word, worship. You build a, reva, a relationship with the Father that he knows that you want him there. That he knows that you, it's, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him. See, Pastor Adams, I think Pastor Adams said that start when he got up all excited. Boy, you were excited this morning. That was good. I like excited people. Praise the Lord. But, you know, here's the funny thing is, we, we, we think, so many people think we're coming to church to worship God. And you are. But that's not the main reason you're coming to church. God doesn't need our worship. Funny thing is, if you study the Sabbath out, God said, the Sabbath is not for me. The sa- church is not for God. People say, well, I, I, just, I, I just don't want to go to church. I don't have time for church. I, 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 I. No, my friends, church is for you to get the help. He's already planned for you. And when we come to church, it's not for God. It's God meeting here for you. And some people got it mixed up. They want something, they need stuff, they need a breakthrough. Well, I'm just too tired to go to church. Who made you tired, too tired to go to church? Who's the one who makes you tired anyways? Who's keeping you away from all this, this breakthrough? Yeah. Amen? See, we need to be, oh, Jesus is the hope of all the world. And the Lord said that to me about the middle of the week because he gave me the scripture. I wasn't supposed to preach again this week. I wasn't supposed to preach last week. I'm supposed to preach next week or the week after. But through a circumstance, Pastor Brian said, well, can you preach on, on New Year's Day? I said, yeah, I love this. I like New Year's Day. I have a party on New Year's Day, you know. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party, so the Holy Ghost party won't stop. Ooh. 
You remember that from last week, right? But then he says to me, he says, he says, we get to talk, he says, you know, that was so good on Sunday. Maybe you should preach next Sunday if you got more of that. Ain't no party like a Holy Ghost party. So <laughs> Come on. See, we need to get so engaged with Jesus in 2023. Amen? Forget about all the rest. Jesus is the hope of all the world. There is no other source of hope. Amen? There's nothing else. Hallelujah. And so what I'm just focusing on that. I'm not really in my notes at all. I'm just back focusing on this. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So I can't use faith without the hope. But I can't have hope unless I know the hope of all the world. See, that's the problem with the world, you see. That's why the world is hopeless right now, because they don't know the source of hope. You know, the, but even Saturn that is a Christian who's feeling hopeless. Because we do know the hope of all the world. His name is Jesus. And so you and I, we got to focus and we got to press in. We got we to go after, the, in 2023, we got to go after Jesus. You're the hope of all the world. Jesus, my hope is in you. My, my hope is in what you have planned for me. And this is what the Lord said to me this week. He said, Mike, you got to teach people that they can only use faith as the substance things hope for once they first hear from me what they should be hoping for. I said, wow, Lord, I never thought of it that simply. I'm a faith guy. You, we're all faith people. This is a faith church. But he says, see, you can't put the cart before the horse. Now, there's some things we can believe by faith for without even thinking. Healing. Jesus' plan is always to heal a person. Amen? Prosperity. You don't need to wait on the Lord to see if he wants you to prosper. He's, he's already instructed us to be tithers, give offerings, be in covenant, then, then speak to every need, medical, and his riches and glory, believe for the hundredfold return. Praise the Lord. He's, that's all instructed. So you can, you can believe and confess every need, medical, and his riches and glory every day. You can confess it's God's will to heal. The, belief, the prayer of faith heals the sick. Lay hands on the sick. They shall be healed. Faith is believing and speaking. You can believe all those scriptures for healing every day. You do not need any more instruction from the Lord for that. Amen? All the basics, you don't need this instruction. You need to just pray every day. Confess every day. Expect every day. Amen? But what I'm talking about is visions, purpose, and plans, specifically for your family, for your life. What has God said for you to believe in, believe for? See, we've got to make sure we understand. See, because every one of us has something to believe for. Every one of us is a minister. Every one of us has an assignment. And, you know, if you don't know that, first you got to grab hold of the fact you are under an assignment from the Lord right now. You just didn't get saved just to get saved. You got saved, the Bible says, Ephesians, for God's good pleasure. That he will do in and through, and th through you 
what he wills to do. Amen? See, this is where the real peace and joy and hope comes from. It comes from obedience. Amen? And so it's so vitally important that you and I understand this principle today. And that's where prayer comes in. That's where the word comes in. That's where ministry comes in. That's where we seek the plan and the purpose of God for our life. Because I figured this out a long time ago that the only blessing I need is the fulfillment of the plan of God for my life. I don't need a house that God doesn't want me to have. I don't need a car. I don't need money that God hasn't assigned to me. Because I know that God has an assignment on my life and your life that's greater than you could ever believe for in the natural. Amen? We're talking, uh, we're using an example of a million dollars home and, and the Lord would say, well, why are you stopping there? No. Now, see, the Lord, Lord was showing me just this morning. I'm, I'm meditating on this because the Lord, I said, this is kind of shifting my message. I had this message all written out till you shifted it on me. It was nicely done. A, B, C, points, life app, let's go home. It's all figured out. Flowed really good. Till you spoke to me about this. Well, the Lord says, Mike, you've been living this way for the last 23 years you've been in Ottawa, you just haven't realized it. I said, what do you mean? He says, in May of 1999, before you even took over this church, where did I take you to? I said, Cumberland, what did I show you? The house you wanted me to buy. Yep. Because that was my plan for you. And then you got here, he says, you got here to Ottawa, you took over the church June 13, 1999, Went over, you got that new facility, that facility on Searville. I took you there. He says, yes, you did, sir. I told you how much rent to pay. Yes, sir. Did everyone say it was impossible? Yes, sir. Everyone said I'd have to pay $12,000 a month for rent to lease a spot that big. God said 3000 So I told, the, I told him 3000 We agreed on 3600 No, 30. I think it was 3000 the first year or so. Then went up to 3600 He says, what did I do next? I said, three months later, he told me to buy this land. I told you to buy the land, right? He says, yes, sir. Did you buy the land? Yes, sir. Did, I, did you pay cash for it? Yes, sir. Was it impossible? Yes, sir. Was it a miracle? Yes, sir. Then what did I do, he says? Well, then you told me to buy a new house. Did I take you to the house? He says, yes, sir. You took me right to the driveway of the house and said, that's the house, next house you used to buy. Was it impossible? Yes, sir. It was certainly impossible. Did I do it for you? Yes, sir. You did it for me. He said, then what did I do? Well, then we built the building. You told me to build the building. You said, it's time to build the building. I told you exactly the size to build, and I gave you the design to, to build. You, I designed this building, by the way. The architects and I did. Uh, he gave me the design just like gave Moses a design for the tabernacle. He gave me the design for this building. He told me the size of this building. Told me where to position this building. Amen? 
did I build a building for you? Well, yes, you did. He said, build a building. He built the building. Remember what doesn't look like a building was going to come to pass. It looked like a building was going to come to pass. The steel was sitting out there. I could not get this building built. It was just one opposition after another opposition. I'm saying, Lord, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, God, I'm, I don't know what to do next. He says, well, about the caretaker for your building. He says, you're going to hire Cliff as the caretaker for your building. Some of you remember Cliff. When the steel was on the ground, it didn't look like the building was going to get built. The Lord says, now Cliff's going to be your caretaker. All of a sudden, my lightning fast mind jumps into in action. Wait a second. If I need a caretaker, I must have a building. From that day on, I never prayed for the building. We moved forward. And guess what happened? The building. You're in, you're in a miracle right here today. Amen? Praise the Lord. Then what happened? Well, we had worship fest in between that time, too. We had 12,500 people and all the biggest Christian bands in the world show up one weekend. The Lord instructed me that he wanted me to do that, too. Then he gave me the person to pay for it. It didn't cost us a penny. Didn't $160,000 budget. Someone said, I'll pay for that. We had a great time. Hey, man, it was still the biggest music event ever happened in the city of Ottawa to this date. People tried to duplicate it, but they couldn't because God's hand was on it. Hey, man, then what happened, he says. I said, then, then Lord Linda wanted to move out of the country. She wanted to move back to town. Something about coyotes 20 feet away from your bedroom window. I don't know, something about that. I don't know, I'm not saying that, but anyways. And so we're driving into Cumberland, and he says, what do I do then? You turn my head to the left and said, buy that house. The one we're in now. And I said to the Lord, is that the house you want me to buy? He said, go take a look at it. Scott, you're with me when we inspect it, you and me and Dale. Remember inspecting that house? He is my building inspector. Are you certified? No. <laughs> Amen. It was fun, though. And, and, and so after we, we inspected the house, I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, is this really the house you want me to buy? And the Lord is funny to me. He knows how dumb I can be sometimes, I think. He says, well, duh. What did you ask me for? I said, I asked you for a house on the main street of a small town with a south-facing backyard and an unfinished basement. He says, what does this house have? Uh, it's Main Street of a small town, south-facing backyard, unfinished basement. Oh. You must have given me what I asked for. I'm just telling you, for 23 years, this model has worked really well for your church, your pastor, your pastor's family, and you say, well, why, why are you so happy? And why are you so blessed? And why is this church so blessed? And why aren't you always telling us how much money you need? Because we don't need it. Amen? Because we don't need it. God's blessed us. You don't tithe to pay bills of a church. You tithe out of faith so God will take care of your need. Amen? Come on now. But I'm telling you, faith is the substance things hope for. But if you don't know what you're hoping for, no point in using faith. I'm still on topic. I'm just giving you a testimony 
of 23 years of this church and this pastor living by faith, not knowing what he was going to do next and not planning what to do next. My plans don't matter for nothing. I just wait on the Lord for the next plan. We have a vision, one church, 11 locations, Capital City Church in every Capital City. I've had this vision for going on 20 years now. You say, well, why haven't we done it? Because God hadn't told me to go yet. And I'm not going on false hope. I ain't moving out of here on false hope. Maybe the next person might have to do some of this. But I'm not moving out on false hope. I'm not believing God for something on false hope. I'm waiting until the Lord says, time, move now. Amen? My friends, in 2023, time for false hope to leave the building, leave your mind, time for your plans to get out of your head, time for you to start saying, if it's not God's plans, I want nothing to do with it. If it's not God instructing me, I want nothing to do with it. 2023 can be the greatest year of your life if, say if, if you follow the Lord's plan. But if you continue on and some of you are making a terrible mistake in your life because you're still carrying on with your plans, I think, in my opinion, my plan I do it this way. I want to do it that way. I, 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 me, me, me. Well, you see, that was the devil's problem. Amen? Where's that found? Is Isaiah or Ezekiel? He's the I wills. Isaiah 14. It's the five I wills of the, of, of the devil. That's what got him in trouble. That's what got him booted out of heaven. I will be like that. I will be exalted. I will sit on the throne. I, I, I. If your life is all about I, you're living the wrong life. If your plans are all about I, me, myself, and I, you are living the wrong plans. Trust God. Hear from Him and trust Him. Amen? My friends, I just, I just want you to get this. Because this church has been built on this model. I've, I, I've God reminded me that I've been living this model for going on 25 or so years. He's never, ever, ever not come through for something he said he wants to do. Amen? But see, here's, here's my thing. And I can honestly say, me, my family, this church, we're so blessed. We are blessed. I just have to say, we're blessed. God has blessed us way beyond what we could ask, think, or imagine. We are blessed. Amen? I'm not apologizing for it. Because when you live by faith with the proper hope, this blessing is the byproduct. But see... I'll finish with this. I'm a pastor, you see. I'm a pastor. And what's a pastor's job to do? He's a shepherd. He's got to take his sheep to the good water, to the good grass.
See, I'm a pastor. I'm not a hireling. See, I'm not content with this corporation called Capitalism City Church being a multi-million dollar operation. And I'm not content with Linda and me being incredibly blessed in everything we put our hand to for the last 25 or 30 years. That's not a good shepherd. If life was all about me and this church, that would make me a hireling. But my compassion for you in 2023 is that you would get what I got. Not, not just money. Not just things. Revelation. That you would get the revelation of how real faith works. That you would get the revelation of what real hope is. That you would get the confidence and be fully persuaded that God is so good. He has such good plans for you. He just wants you to make sure you're lined up to his ways, his thoughts, so he can bring them all to pass. The confidence that in this crazy world doesn't affect God one bit. See, I want, I know the rest of the pastors of this church want, are the same with me. See, when we get up in the end of the service and say, we love you, it's not just something to say to make you feel good. See, a pastor has to love their sheep. A pastor is anointed to care for their sheep. When I know Andre's hurting, I have to have compassion to help. When you know someone else is going through something else, and I know I have to have compassion to help. Amen? I have to, because a good shepherd cares for their sheep. This morning, these last two Sundays, my friends, my goal is to be your pastor and let you see these truths, not just so I can continue to live blessed, that gives me very little satisfaction anymore. We've lived blessed for so many years. It's just our regular lifestyle. My satisfaction comes when I hear someone else, one of my sheep say, I'm blessed. I got it. I got a breakthrough. I got my miracle. I bought my first home. I got a new car. We're expecting a baby. I, this is, I'm thrilled when the sheep hear the voice of their shepherd and they start stepping up and doing and going to the pasture and going to the water, which is the word and prayer, getting hold of the revelations, pressing in for the revelations and living the life that the Lord has for them. So I'm starting 2023 with faith for you. I still have to believe every day. Don't get me wrong. We believe every day 
for God's plan for this church, the plan for our lives, because our plan's not over. I might be a senior citizen, but retirement is not a word in the kingdom of God. God just says, now about this year, I want you to do this and this and this. Amen.